Alright folks, so what you're about to hear is an experimental episode where I went live and uh, there are some audio issues. Um, the call-ins sounded better than the actual microphone. What happened was uh, I'm, I'm recording through the website and I'm not able to use the software that I use to record my voice and for some reason I just couldn't get the software settings right. But anyways, uh, we start off with a phone test, a call-in test, and uh, the only way you guys can be able to uh, call in, listen live, and win some prizes is to download the Podbean app. So, <clears throat> excuse me, do that right now. If you're not listening on the Podbean app already. Go get the Podbean app and uh, let that be your default device to listen to it, at least live. You'll get a notification when I do go live, and uh, you'll be able to listen for free. Um, the first part of this episode contains a little bit of a sad story. Um, if you are sensitive to sad stories, you can skip ahead uh, 10, 15 minutes or so. Other than that, uh, bear with me. I am working on it, and I'll make sure that ep- the audio sounds better for next time. Thank you, guys. As always, I appreciate the input. Much love. All right, so now I want to test the call-in setting. Um, Let's go ahead and take a caller here. If you find the call-in button on the side, it should be somewhere on your screen. All right, here we go. We got our first caller. Uh, let's connect to Nathan from Turlock. You're on the air. Hello, Joel. Hello. Such a pleasure to be on the show. <laughs> you are the first official call-in in the Area 81 podcast, man. How's it going? Great. I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm stoked. Incredibly stoked. <laughs> Wonderful. So the audio sounds good. Uh, I'm pleased on this end. So everything sounds good on that end. All the people in the in the uh, in the chat room or whatever you want to call it sounds okay. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, since you're on the air, would you care to play our trivia game? You know, I suppose so. Why not? Why not? Take a crazy chance. Why not? Do a crazy dance. Let's do it. All right. All right. Okay, so there's several subjects for you to uh, choose from. We have general knowledge, Halloween, Thanksgiving, animal, baseball, football. I don't know how deep these go, so choose wisely. You know what? I want the general knowledge. I'm a pretty general guy. General knowledge. Okay. So you have to get two of these three questions right, and you will win such a special prize. It's going to be, be named so later. special. <laughs> That'll be some Area 81 uh, stickers, decals. And if Bring you get it. all three of them right, you get a free t shirt. However, you only have five seconds to answer Heck as yeah. not to Google anything. All right. Dang. General knowledge. All okay. Right, I can do that. 
these are pretty intense questions. Let me find one that maybe any normal person might know. <laughs> For instance, the first question right off the bat says, which year did Demi Lee Neil Peters become Miss Universe? Oh, I want to say that was like 92. Hey, there. That was 2017. I'm sorry, but we're not going to hold that against you. Okay, here we go. First question. Name the largest planet in the universe. That would be... Um, my anus. I'm sorry, you're wrong. The answer would be Jupiter. There is not even a planet called my anus. Crap. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So sorry about that. You still have two questions to go, though. So... Uh, let's see here. Uh, you still have two chances to win. Welcome back, Rick. We have audio. Uh, okay, so you have two questions to get. You have to get both these questions or you will not win the prize. Dang All right, okay. so let me find another one that's not uh, just absolutely ridiculous. All right. How many eyes does a spider have? I said Jupiter, though. <laughs> Spider has uh how many eyes does the oh, spider have? They have eight eyes. Oh, yeah. Correct, they have eight eyes. Um, you I'm say twelve are correct, eyes. Sir. What? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Alright, stand by. Last question. Okay. You have five seconds from the time I say this. How many centimeters okay. are in one meter? Ooh, um, I don't know. A thousand. <laughs> I'm so sorry. One hundred. There are one hundred centimeters in one meter. So close. A thousand. Yeah, yeah. Fifty-eight. You are wrong as well. I'm so sorry. Dang it. Thank you for playing, Nathan. I'm glad the audio came in great. That's what everyone in the room yelled at me. We're all together. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's together in the, in the room. Hey, hey, where, where are you guys calling from? <laughs> we are calling from Mantica. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for being the first official call in. Uh, better luck next time, Nathan. Thank you very much. Thank you. Continue listening. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, moving along. I have had some interesting Oakdale bud. We got a listener from Oakdale, Oakdale, California, the cowboy capital of the United States. I, actually, cowboy capital of the world. Oakdale, Oakdale bud. Okay. Um, I wanted to talk briefly about something. I've been of the universe, even because there ain't no space cowboy. There, there is no place with the space cowboy. Like Oakdale. If you go through Oakdale, it smells like barbecue and horse poop. And those are some of the roughest, toughest, meanest cowboys I've ever seen. You know what I mean? It's not a... For someone in my color skin, it's kind of nerve-wracking. Especially if you go down to... Uh, what's the name of that place there, Rick? From Oakdale? Where the... No, you're not a cowboy, but you're a country boy. Rick's a country boy. Anywho, I'm getting off topic here. 
<laughs> Sportsman Club. No, that's not the place I was thinking of. However, I want to move along here. Uh, at work, I've been by myself quite a bit. And I've had a lot of time to listen to podcasts. And uh, I've been listening to this podcast from True Crime. What's going on, Rick? How you doing, baby? I've been listening to these true crime podcasts, and uh, I was listening to one about Jim Jones. Not the rapper Jim Jones, but the cult leader Jim Jones. And I found it kind of interesting in a weird way. Not that I was like, I want to start my own cult or anything, okay? But they were talking about Jim Jones, so I, I, I looked him up. And I found out, for one, he had a troubled childhood. Most of these guys, a lot of these guys do. Some of them don't. For instance, the Menendez brothers were, their parents were millionaires. And they ended up shooting their parents with a shotgun like 20 times. It was ridiculous. But Jim Jones grew up in a shack with no plumbing. They do. They make. They make me come home and hug my kids, bro. When I hear these, when I hear these, uh, Rick says the recordings are sad. You know. Uh, Nathan says, as children we adored the heroes. As adults we understand the villains. I think that's from a movie. Is that from Batman? Uh, anywho, he grew up in a rough household. His dad uh, left him and his mom, and uh, they were super poor. And uh, there was a lady, God bless those Facebook memes, Nate. There was a lady that took him to church. And it was evangelical, like Presbyterian Presbyterian church. But this church was uh, like uh, evangelical. So he was like totally fascinated by it. And he said later on in his life that he felt loved for the first time in his life, which was super sad. And I was like, oh, my gosh, dude. Yes, Rick. Yes, it was a black church, which I will. Hey, thank you, Rick, for the golden bean. Uh, which we'll, we'll the story goes into later, but he said he felt loved for the first time in his life. And uh, so he was fascinated with the church and he would uh, preach to the chickens is what it said. And he would uh, tell his neighborhood, and, you know, he'd go around preaching the gospel like on corners and then he'd walk around the neighborhood and he was preaching and he was good at it. And people would listen to him because partially he would go to the black neighborhoods and he would end up being like a, a human rights, almost like a, on board with the civil rights movement. So he would take uh, black churches and march into white churches and say like hey you you believe in the same god we do and they'd be like get out of here kick him out so he was for a lot of black black rights uh the movement you know the civil movement uh, excuse me at that time you know before rosa parks happened and all that other stuff so when you hear this first part of his life you're like wow this dude was you know he sounds like a good guy you know he's for desegregation he's for all this other stuff and uh, then it kind of just gets weird, you know. Um, most definitely. He had everybody's ear no matter where he went, and he knew it. And um, I was reading a little bit about him, and uh, 
when he was younger, it said he studied uh, Stalin, Marx, Mao, Gandhi, and Hitler even, noting the strengths and weaknesses of each. Uh, he also found it very difficult to make friends outside of church, but when he went to church, he found a lot of friendship, love, camaraderie. And he was also obsessed with religion and death. It's, uh, it was kind of a little creepy to listen to him speaking because it was kind of a foreshadowing of what he was going to do. He was saying, you know, if we have to die, then we're going to die. I'm like, 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 yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to die. I don't care. You know, he would, uh, he would have funerals for animals when he was younger and, you know, invite the neighborhood kids and bury a cat. However, he also was claimed to have stabbed a cat to death. I know this is a little outside of my normal area 81 guys. So just stay with me because it's like somewhere this guy snapped or was steered in the wrong direction. You know what I mean? Uh, early on, it started when his, his, uh, I guess his father-in-law or somebody, stepdad, did not let, not allow one of his black friends into his house. So he hated him, never spoke to him for years and years and years. And then that's what kind of started him, um, his plight with African American community. And uh, man, he did. He started off strong, man. And then when he started getting a little wacko, um, he started his own church, nineteen fifty one, because and it was and it was predominantly African American because they really couldn't be in churches that were not segregated. So he was basically saying all people are welcome, but he did take a lot of African-Americans and start that, start this church. Excuse me. Um, it says James organized a mammoth religious convention to take place June 11th through the 15th in 1956 at the Cable Tabernacle. He needed a well-known religious figure to draw crowds, so he arranged to share the pulpit with Reverend William Branham, a healing evangelist and religious author who was highly revered as Oral Roberts. Jones was able to launch his own church following that convention, which had different names until it became the People's Temple Christian Church Full Gospel. And it was initially an interracial mission. Yeah, really, man. I mean, sharing a pulpit with Oral Roberts? You know, it's like, it's crazy, man. Um, in 1953, he declared that he was outraged at what he perceived as racial discrimination in his white congregation. Mr. Jones established his own church and pointed, that's when he left the, his church, that church, and pointedly opened it to all ethnic groups to raise money. To raise money, he imported monkeys and sold them door to door as pets. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted a pet monkey, right? That would be pretty bad. That would be pretty rad, dude. Um, let's see. Let's skip over this. There's a lot of, uh, lot of uh, details on here. This is Wikipedia, basically, but uh, everything's in there. You know, Rick asked, uh, when will we be able to watch the live video? I'm working on it, so I have to get some software so I can stream it. Uh, but I don't want the audio to suck. So as long as the, the, the hardware and the software are compatible, 
then then we'll do it most definitely it's soon though it's coming soon excuse me <clears throat> so he so he started doing all this stuff uh he and his wife he was married at this point adopted several non-white children he referred to his house as the rainbow family and stated integration is a more personal thing with me now it's a question of my son's future he also portrayed the temple as a rainbow family. That's what he called his church. So, so far, you're like, okay, this, this dude sounds legit, right? So he had three Korean-American children uh, named Lou, Suzanne, and Stephanie. And he also encouraged other church members to adopt orphans from war-ravaged Korea at the time. You know how the Korean War was going on. Um, he also had a black child uh, he adopted. Uh, an American Indian who was adopted at the age of six in 1959, and they had one biological child. But they said that he loved them all equally, and that his, his love for his kids were, was legit, you know? Which was crazy because he later would end them. Okay. So he came out to California. And from Brazil, he came back to California in 1963, and he moved to Northern California, okay, Redwood Valley, near the city of Ukiah, okay, I've been there, I didn't think anything of it, it was beautiful. Um, let's move along a little bit, we won't take too much time, let's, uh, let's see, not that part. Okay, so we all know he ended up leaving to South Africa. Okay, he took all a lot of his followers to South Africa because he knew he would be able to have them all in one tight little spot. And this is when he started talking about um, dying for the cause. Okay, that you know it was like a rebellious, we're going to die for the cause type thing. And he did several times. He had people drink. Uh, now it's commonly. Um, known as Kool-Aid, but it was actually Flavor-Aid. So the, the saying, you know, this guy drinks the Kool-Aid, is uh, should be Flavor-Aid, but Flavor-Aid was nasty, bro. It was That was a cheap Kool-Aid, right? So he had them drink Flavor-Aid, and then he said, by the way, you're all poisoned, you're going to die. And so people would freak out, and some people would not. And he said, well, I was just kidding, and I just wanted to see who my true followers were. And so I guess the people that freaked out and wanted to leave left, but a lot of them stayed to the tune of like almost a thousand people dude, at this combine. It was uh, where they just like, it was a co-op basically. So they would make food and they could just live there without having to pay anything or do anything other than just work the land, you know? Um, let's see, where was I? So word got out that this guy was a little wacko. He was talking a little crazy. So news reporters from NBC came down, okay? In 1978, Leo Ryan, he was a congressman, okay? Uh, he led a fact-finding mission to Jonestown to investigate allegations of human rights abuses. His delegation included relatives of Temple members who were concerned, an NBC camera crew, and reporters for different newspapers. The group arrived in the, I don't know if I'm saying this right, Guianese, Guiana, it's Guiana, so Guianese capital of Georgetown on November 15th. 
Two days later, they traveled by airplane to Port Kaituma. Then they were transported to the Jonestown encampment in a limousine. He, Jones, Jim Jones, hosted a reception for that delegation that evening at a central pavilion in Jonestown. Here's where things get crazy. So this is where it starts. The delegation left hurriedly the afternoon of November 18th after temple member Don Sly attacked Ryan, who was the, the congressman, with a knife. So the attack got thwarted. Ryan and his delegation managed to take along 15 of the temple members who had expressed a wish to leave. They are like, I'm out now. I've seen enough. I want to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. Okay. At that time, Jim Jones made no attempt to prevent their departure. Okay. So if you're familiar with this story, you know what happens next. So they get to the airstrip, Port Kaituma. And so the delegation boarded two planes. They were getting on the plane. As they were getting on the plane, Jim Jones had armored armed guards. They called themselves the Red Brigade. Sorry. They arrived on a tractor and a trailer. And as they pulled up, they opened fire on them. The gunman killed Congressman Ryan and four others near Guiana Airways aircraft. At the same time, one of the supposed defectors, the people that were like, I want to go home, drew a weapon in the plane and began firing on all members of the party that had already boarded a small Cessna. So they knew this was going to happen and they sent this guy to do this. It's nuts, dude. An NBC cameraman was able to capture footage of the first few seconds of the shooting. The five that were killed at the airstrip were Congressman Ryan, NBC reporter Don Harris, NBC cameraman Bob Brown, San Francisco examiner photographer Greg Robinson, and Temple member Patricia Parks. Surviving the attack were future Congresswoman Jackie Spear and a staff member for Ryan, Richard Dwyer. So this was like the point of no return, basically, because... You know, this happened, then people are going to come in and put the smack down on these guys. However, Jonestown had still almost a thousand people there, you know, and I'm sure they're ready to, to fight if they had to, at least a lot of them. But that same day, 909 inhabitants of Jonestown, 304 of them were children, died of apparent cyanide poisoning. This resulted in the greatest single loss of American civilian life, murder-suicides though not on American soil, until the September 11th attacks. So this thing was huge. And I don't, I, and I, I don't think I was even born. No, it was 78. So I wasn't, I wasn't here. I wasn't alive. My parents probably heard this happening, you know. And uh, so what, Jim's, what Jim Jones told his temple members, yeah, I'm sure it was. It was terrific. Horrific. Not terrific. <laughs> It was not terrific. It was horrific. Um, so what he did was he told his temple members that the Soviet Union, whom the temple had been negotiating a potential exodus with for months, would not take them after the airstrip murders. They had to do it. But now the Soviet Union didn't want them. The reason given by Jones to commit suicide was consistent with his previously stated conspiracy theories of intelligence organizations allegedly conspiring against the temple, that men would parachute in here on us, shoot some of our babies, and they'll torture our children. They'll torture us and they'll torture our seniors. So basically he was uh, fear-mongering all these people saying, we, you know, we got to go out on our own terms type thing. Um... So he called it revolutionary suicide. 
And as we all know, it was great flavored flavoring. And uh, dude is so sad because he fooled that many people into believing him. And uh, I guess there's audio. There's no way I'm going to listen to it, but there's audio of him. There's people saying, no, and they're crying. And he's like, you got to do it. You got to do it, you know, basically. Uh, so people started crying and he counseled, stop these hysterics. This is not the way for us who are socialists or communists to die. No way for us to die. We must do it with dignity. Don't be afraid to die. Death is just stepping over into another plane. So at the very end of the tape, he concluded, we didn't commit suicide. We committed an act of revolutionary suicide, protesting the conditions of an inhumane world. <sighs> All right. According to Escaping Temple members, there were a few. Children were given their drinks by their own parents. And they were, everyone lied down together. So they had simulated this uh, event several times. And, uh, you know, he went through with it. And uh, he took the coward's way out. And uh, he's, you know, that's it's part of our history. Uh, you know, it's part of history. And the families of that that were affected by that, you know, I feel for them. It's crazy stuff, dude. So let's turn the corner and do some trivia. <laughs> let's see here anyways I just thought that was interesting more to the point where you know yeah I know it was uh, it was just interesting though because how we started off you're like wow you know <laughs> for trivia too sad for trivia well Let's see here. Let's play some music to cheer you up. Let's see here. There we go. There we go. Okay. Who wants to play our trivia game? We'll open this up one more time. And uh, we'll give somebody else a try. One more person. I'm here. You can, you hear can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, Rick from Oakdale, bud. You are Oakdale, bud. Alive. Yes, welcome. Welcome, sir. <laughs> Dude, you know how hard it was? It was hard for me listening to that and not being like, and this happened, and that happened. Yes, it was, it was it was super sad. It was, man. All right. So, here we go. You can choose from. Let's see here. Oh, no. He's Thanksgiving trivia. Okay. Uh, okay. Trivia. Uh, pub trivia. Wait, I am thinking of general knowledge, too, perhaps. Okay. Or trivia questions for kids. 
Oh, dude, well, I got four of them. Let's go trivia for kids. Okay. <laughs> questions for kids. All right. First question. In which is the only continent where bees are not found? Where bees are not found? Yes. Uh, Make this music, dude. I know there's probably people going, it's this one, stupid. <laughs> um, man, that is tough. I, and I don't want to be like one of those people where you go, what's the only continent? You're like, California. And you're like, that's a state, dude. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know? You know how that works? Oh, yes. I'm having a hard time thinking of where there's no bees. I feel like everywhere needs bees. There's flowers everywhere, right? Correct. Uh, Please refrain from typing the answer in the chat log. I'm going to go ahead and give you that one, Rick, because Yaya58 chatted the right answer. Antarctica is a continent. It's one of the seven. Oh, dude. And that there makes are no perfect sense. Bees, there are no bees in, in Antarctica. I mean, unless that makes perfect sense. Take some over. <laughs> She's all, who is this guy? Get him off of it. <laughs> That's a kid's question? That's a kid's question? It is not your turn. Yeah, that's what it says. I don't know exactly. Uh... Okay, here we go. I thought it was going to be about, like, Dora the Explorer or something. <laughs> oh, like cartoons and stuff. Yeah, I'm no, like, no. I'm up on that, dude. <laughs> I know you are. However, here we go. What is it? This one is up your alley, dude. What okay. Is a baby cow known as? A calf. Okay. That. Wait. That is correct. Okay, that's one for one. You gotta get one more of the next two. Okay. Or veal if you wanna, you know what I mean? I mean, correct. Get sick about it. <laughs> so true. Okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. In which two countries are American bison found? Go. American bison. Uh, America. <laughs> huh? And your second? Um, I'm gonna say. Uh, oh no 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 no. Um, uh, Australia. I'm so yep. sorry. You did get 50%. It's our United States and our secret enemy, Canada. Oh, see, that makes sense. Australia, it would be there if they were poisonous. Do you okay, Do you realize we could just take Canada? You know what I mean? I think we could just, yeah. if we wanted to, we could just take Canada. We're, we're allowed I feel like to they'd, be on our border. I feel like they'd give it to us. They'd be like, oh, you want it? Okay, it's yours. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, sorry we had it for so long. It should have been yours this whole time, eh? <laughs> yes, that is also correct. Okay. Okay, let me try to find one. That's too easy. That's too easy. Okay, so now we're getting into the cartoon stuff. So you should be able to answer one of these. Let's see. Yes. Ooh, that's a tough one, though. Oh, man, no. That one might be too hard. It's from a Disney movie. 
Got it. Okay. All right. Okay. In the movie Toy Story. Yes, Toy Story. Three configurations. A dad with no mom, a mom with no dad, or a dad and a mom. Which did Andy have in a Toy Story? In Toy Story. Oh, give me the three configurations again. I know he had a mom. So, did he have a mom? Just a mom, just a dad, or dad and mom? Oh, dad and mom. I mean, I never really heard from the dad. I know he had a mom. I just kind of figured he had a dad. Mom and dad. Mom and dad. No? I'm so sorry. Did he just have a mom? He just had a mom. I didn't even know that until I went back to Dang. Good for her. That house was that house was tight. You know, she was doing her thing. Yeah, she, the house looked good. We had lots of toys. We were well taken care of. I wonder, yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. I could have swore in the first one, like Christmas when the soldiers went down and stuff. Wasn't there a dad talking? That might have been a boyfriend. <laughs> one of her lovers. It could have been a lover. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how they, that's how he got all the toys, you know. She just kept having boyfriends, and like they're like, we're gonna bring toys and present kids. You know? the room for the that's kid. how you get in. That's how you get in. Here's a toy. Maybe that's how we got the toys. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna give you a bonus question. I heard she had a toy named Buzz and Woody also. Hey now. Whoops. Sorry. Let's go. I'm going to give you one bonus question to redeem yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Let's go. I'm going to make this. Mm. This is not for kids. Who wrote Hamlet? Maybe you will know this though. Who wrote Hamlet? Oh, dude. I wish my old lady was sitting right here. She'd be like, are you stupid? Um, Hamlet? Shakespeare? Who wrote? You are correct, sir. Yes. Yes, you are correct. You win some more. You already have a sticker, but I'm going to give you one of the laptop vinyls and some stickers. Yes, William Shakespeare did write Hamlet. Was that a guess? Yeah. No, that was a. I knew that. I actually did know that. Was your lady right? I read it. I read it in a book. In a book. <laughs> right on hey so thank you rick thank you for calling in i'm gonna wrap it up here but uh thanks dude i'll see you uh super soon hey let me just say man i like this feature it's pretty cool it is cool i, I it was a little rough getting things started today but i think it'll be eventually it'll be, it'll be eventually, uh, yeah. can you hear me fine because i'm using headphones with a mic but i feel like my beard keeps covering up the mic thing no, no, you sound clear. Okay, sweet. I can even hear cars going by. Yeah, I'm sitting outside uh, drinking a beer. <laughs> Wonderful. Enjoy the night, Rick. <laughs> yep. Hey, you got to do that after, after a long test. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Alicia says, this I, think makes I, two hear, I can actually hear your beard, I think. Is, what <laughs> is that what that is? Little, little scruffles? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is actually my second test of the day. <laughs> Ah, uh, I, I did did the treatment test today, bud. 
Yeah, how did you how did you how do you feel you did, bro? That was porky piggish. Hamdi Hamdi. Uh well, uh son of a baby. Um I um I think I did okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. We will see. Why not? Well good luck to yeah. you on that endeavor, and I will see you Monday, bro. Alright, brother. Alright, man. Bye bye. Alright, later, man. Okay. One more caller. Okay, so how about this? Does anybody have a Thanksgiving story? I wanted to shift gears and make this a little Thanksgiving-ish. Let's, uh, I want a funny Thanksgiving story, maybe about food, maybe about something. While you guys think about that, I have a quick Thanksgiving story. And I think it was Thanksgiving, I could be wrong. But one year, um, my mother-in-law made potato salad. And Michelle comes up to me and she goes, don't eat the potato salad. And I go, well, why? She said, my mom was pouring in the bacon bits and she lost the silica gel packet or a little, whatever it was, a little silica gel thing. And I was like, oh, snap. I think it happened in my mom's house. I don't remember for sure. But I remember I was like, oh, crap. So I was like passing one. Don't eat that potato salad. So everyone's like staying the heck away from this potato salad because it's laced with potentially deadly materials, I guess. I, I think silica gel is not good to eat. I don't know how poisonous it is or isn't. But uh, yes, horrible, right? Silica gel. What we used to call, we used to have a name for it. I forgot what we called it. Silica gel or something like that. I don't know. But uh, I'm pretty sure that was Thanksgiving. It was, it was, we have so many parties and get togethers. It's ridiculous, and they all just kind of mesh into one feast, you know, pre-Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving, Thanksgiving, and the Thanksgiving leftovers that come after. So, anyways, that's that was one Thanksgiving story. Anybody else out there got one? Yes. Don't eat it. Why? Yes. Yes. So, Chase, my uh, brother-in-law... <laughs> we were like, I was like, don't eat the potato salad. He's like, why? Why shouldn't I eat the potato salad? Basically. But I think, I think you would uh, feel it. I think the little packets are like sharp and hard. So I think I would have felt it, but I don't know if it dissolves, if it's, in a, you know, a packet that has vents in it. That would not be good. Um, I've never tried to. I, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I've ever tried to make a turkey. Uh, oh, maybe I did. I remember I tried to brine one one year, and then I put it out on the back porch overnight because it was super cold. It was cold enough that I could leave it outside. So I put it in salt brine, and I threw it out on the back porch, and I remember a cat knocked off the lid and probably just took a big old dookie in that, in that uh turkey water <laughs> um, yeah I, I didn't serve it at least not to my family Elena vomited ham out of my nose as a kid that's delicious was it ham that bad I mean or is this you were just not you ate too much were you sick yeah but uh, vomit's funny. <laughs> or you couldn't laughing too hard, you know. 
vomit comes flying out. Uh, I vomited a lot as a child, I feel like. You know, even now, a smell will get me to dry heave. You know what I mean? So, if I smell something, I'm going to go, Even if somebody is doing that, it gets me to do it. So, if somebody's dry heaving, I start dry heaving. So, Lena, projectile vomiting Thanksgiving dinner. I didn't eat ham for five years. Mm, that's a long time ago without ham. Yes, my son, Joel, also dry heaves quite a bit. He, as I stated on a past show, he doesn't eat much outside of dino nuggets and uh, french fries, pizza, grilled cheese, quesadilla. We try. We try. We really do. I mean, we get like the cauliflower mac and cheese, and he knows. We'll get the uh, vegetarian or vegan nuggets, and he knows. The dude knows. You know what I mean? He'll take a bite and he's like, what's this? That's chicken nuggets. No, thank you. No, thank you. He's politely declining my food. You know what I mean? I was like, kid. I don't know what to do with him. I don't know what to do with him. You know, you can't just let him go hungry or starve. We've let him skip meals before. The kid loves what he calls Chinese noodles. As opposed to Native American noodles. So everywhere we go, he asks, do you have Chinese noodles? No, this is a Mexican restaurant. You got Chinese noodles? No, son, this is Sizzler. The kid is, yes, chow mein noodles. Uh, he calls them Chinese noodles. Basically, plain chow mein, just the sauce and the noodle. That's it. That's it. No vegetable, no meat, nothing. I mean, if you, if you, well, if I wanted to get creative with it, I can do chow mein and chop up little chicken nuggets and put them in chow mein, which, which would basically put them on a, a stoner a stoner category. You know what I mean? That's like some jack-in-the-box would sell. You know, those stoner meals. Like a triple cheeseburger and the buns are fried chicken. You know what I mean? Drenched in cheese sauce and blended with a soda. Hey, on that note, my cousin Mike and I one time wanted to know what it would be like because we we're getting, we had this argument we used to have these conversations and it was like uh oh here come the kids upstairs and the conversations went like this um so basically you take a bite of a cheeseburger and you then you put a fry in your mouth and you chew it up and then you drink soda okay and uh it'd be basically the same thing if you just blended it all up and drank it as a shake Okay. 
And uh, I said, no way, dude. It's not the same. It would not be the same. Yes, it would. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would. So we went down to our local Jack in the Box on the corner of Mission Ridge and Main Street and got a jumbo jack meal, onion, everything, tomato, onions, lettuce, pickles, mayonnaise, ketchup, french fries, and a large Coke. And took out my mom's blender and put it all in the blender. Yeah, jumbo jacks were 99 cents back in the day. And uh, but anyways, we blended it up and it was just this disgusting looking and disgusting smelling shake. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he drank the whole thing in a large cup. And then he promptly went outside and vomited in the middle of the street. And uh, <laughs> that's, that was the end of that. Mike could barf on command. He could do any, he could eat anything and take it outside and barf. He would eat 20 pieces of pizza and then go outside and barf in the street. One time we were at Skibo's house, our friend Skibo's house, and we we're watching like UFC fights. And he just had a bunch of, we're drinking two liters of Coke, and he had, you know, wings, fried, whatever it was, and pizza. And Mike stuffed himself. He's like, ugh, I see him grabbing his stomach. I'm like, oh, dude, call outside. So he went outside, and he went to the middle of the cul de sac and barfed on the manhole cover. <laughs> You know, pink slime looking vomit, dude. <laughs> and he left it there. So I remember Skibo was like, dude, my dad got heck of mad. He came home and was like, who barked in the middle of the street? <laughs> so we, we hang out there a lot at Skibs. So I don't know how a week later or a couple days later, we went back to Skibo's house. And there's like these crows in the middle of the street eating the barf. <laughs> eating the barf! Okay, so we're going back here. Uh, the chicken sandwich is back at Popeye's. So that means Popeye's is off the hook again. Like 20 minutes to wait to get your order taken. That's just ridiculous. I'm sure that's what the case is. I want one, but not that bad. Not that bad. Uh, Rick, you lady bought generic Top Ramen? <laughs> top Ramen? You're right. Top Ramen's like 30 to 35 cents. How much is generic Top Ramen? I'm sure it was nasty. I'm sure it was nasty. Yes, Joel does eat Top Ramen. My son, he will eat Top Ramen. Uh, even the little green things, which I'm surprised, the little herbs. He's like, he looks at it, but he eats it. Yeah, two tacos are not 99 cents anymore. They used to be. Yes. Uh... Yeah, exactly. Ten cents, dang! At McDonald's, baby. Um, yeah, I kind of got over Popeyes. I'm over Popeyes now. You know, what I mean, they had their moment. I wanted a chicken sandwich so bad, and now the moment is gone. I want nothing to do with it. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I drive by and there's nobody there. And I just happen to have five bucks in my pocket and I'm hungry. I will probably swing in and get one. Okay. But I'm not getting in line for that thing. You know what I mean? We're finally getting a Chick-fil-A in my town where I work. I'm pretty stoked about that. Okay. 
Yeah, the McRib. I'm pretty upset about that as well. McDonald's went, if you look at the McRib finder, which I've had on my phone for four years, waiting for a gosh dang McRib. Page of McChicken. Those are bomb too. Uh, they always skip us. They go to LA and then it's pretty much it in California, Southern California and the Midwest. They love their McRibs out in the Midwest and the East Coast even. But I don't know what it is about California. They think we're a bunch of soy boy hippies that we're not going to want to make rib. When in reality, that's all I want in this life. I have a beautiful wife, two beautiful sons, a job, the best friends, the best of friends. But I have no make rib. No make rib in my life. I got the McRib finder too. And the closest McRib is like, I don't know, too far. Too far. Spicy nuggets were bomb. Wendy's spicy nuggets, Rick. Yes. Those things were bomb. They had some really good spicy nuggets. I used to get a 99 cent cup of chili, some chicken nuggets, the spicy nuggets, if that, and a drink. Pretty bomb. I don't know if DoorDash Elena will deliver <laughs> to me a McRib from 90 miles away. At least I don't think I'm willing to pay for it. The Enchirito at Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. 58. Yes. I, I think they still had it up until not that long ago. I could be wrong. I don't remember McDonald's chicken wings, Nathan. <laughs> no way. Endorsed by Kaepernick. Are you serious? The generic McRib. I had a black market McRib. McRib. Uh, Yaya58 had some McRib meat delivered uh, from a somebody. She would not tell me who it is, but they shipped it over her on ice. And uh, she whipped me up some McRib. It was pretty good. Not quite the same, but really good. The Rick Rib. Uh, so, yeah, I remember the Jumbo Jack was 99 cents. The Whopper was 99 cents. Okay, and I'll always tell my Whopper story where we're headed back from Wednesday night church and my dad's on the freeway. We're going over McRib. Yeah, McRib. Just put some ribs on the grill and call them McRibs. <laughs> hey, so we're headed back from church, okay? And once in a while, I'm saying this for the podcast because my family's basically in here and Rick. You know what I'm saying? So occasionally we'd get off the Arch Road overpass and we'd get either a Whopper, a Jumbo Jack, something, a cheap little meal on our way home. So we're going over the Arch Road overpass and we're in the minivan and we're all like waiting with big breath. Will Daddy put on the blinker and will we get something to eat? tonight. That's not bologna sandwiches. Everybody knows. Mom says we have food at home. <laughs> it's bologna sandwiches. Okay, with tortilla chips, plain. That's what it is. Okay, glass of milk. So, run away home. We're not asking. We're not going to ask. We just want to see if daddy will take us there. So, as we're getting to all right. Hey, thanks, Rick. Love you. Love to love you. 
You can listen to it later. Catch up later, bro. As we're getting to the Arch Road exit, Papa puts the blinker on as if we're going getting off. We're getting off on Arch Road. That means we're going to get some food. We start clapping. We're like, yes. Yeah. Dad turns off the blinker. He turns the blinker off. Gets back. He even started to. He even started to get off you know, to the right a little bit. He turned the blinker off, veered back to the left, and laughed. <laughs> he, he knew. He knew we wanted to. He knew we were hungry little fat kids, and he psyched our minds. <laughs> Alicia does the same thing to her kids when they pass the Winton Parkway exit. <laughs> Please God, please God. The kids say, please God. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that is really good stuff. Um, let me think. Please God, let me eat today. <laughs> please God, let me eat today. Alicia's kids are not starved children. Okay. Anyways, we're rolling up on the one hour mark. Uh, Thank you for listening to this uh, science experiment, if you will. Okay. Not as chunk it is. Thank you for listening to the science experiment. I hope the audio all turns out okay. We will do this again. I don't think we're going to do this every week, but uh, yeah, no more science stuff. But um, it will be a once in a while thing, like a special or something like that. Basically, today's episode was the Ayala reunion. And Gonzalez. So, anywho, uh, maybe next time we'll interview Santa Claus. Anyway, never mind. It'll be somebody that sounds like Santa Claus. And Jesus. <laughs> That's so true. We have not seen each other in many years. My family and I have grown apart over the years. And, uh, yeah. Uh-oh. That was the wrong button. That's cool. Let's play some happy music to play us out of the, the outro. That's not happy. story before I end. When Nathan was like two years old, he got one of my dad's razors for some reason. And, and at least he remembers this more than I do, my sister. But he was shaving his face off, basically. And he was going, meow, as he brought each razor stroke down his cheek. Meow. And with each with each stroke, he shaved the flesh off of his face. Meow. Thus, his beard now. He won't shave his beard because uh, it hides the many, many gruesome scars on his face. Um, so, continue to pray for him. Thank you all. 
and people who actually downloaded this remember it was live forgiveness for uh, its rough edges however next time listen live get the podbean app it's free the show is free unless we get 50 listeners which never gonna happen once we get 50 listeners however it costs money to listen to podcast which it won't it will for the people that get in late okay uh I don't know why it's just uh, i guess for them to make money or for me to make money so um i don't know what the golden beans are but I, apparently it's like a currency so if let's see for instance rick carbide gave me four golden beans and basically yes it's crypto beans crypto beans so I'm able to, uh, I could give that out as prizes. Uh, <laughs> I see money. Ah, I see, I see. So you have to buy them through the app and send gifts and you can listen to certain podcasts that cost money or beans, golden beans to listen to. I will never charge golden beans uh, by default. So, however, if you want to buy some golden beans, send them on my way, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll cook those beans right up, mash them up, refry them in the pan. Anywho, much love. Ooh, mama, it's time for some milk and chocolate beans. Ooh, <laughs> some milk and golden beans. <laughs> Ooh, mama. Hey, so anywho, again, let me get this outro. You guys stop talking because you're going to make me keep responding to you all. I love you all. Download the Podbean app. I guess if you're listening to this on iTunes, get the Podbean app so when I do go live, you will know. No, chocolate beans aren't for baseball. Uh, If you're in the chat room, you, you never mind. Once again, thanks for listening to the anticlimactic ending of episode five of the Area 81 podcast. Um, I can only promise it can be no worse than that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And uh, send me your input. Thanks, guys.